Our lesson today is from the book of Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 to 45, the well-known story that we often refer to as the loaves and fishes. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he ordered them to set all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. I'm a Food Network fan. Anybody else a fan of Food Network? Yes. What I've noticed is there is now a new desire to have cooking lessons become cooking competitions like the show Chopped or Beat Bobby Flay, where the chefs are given a basket of main ingredients and then they are called to either create an appetizer, a main dish, or a dessert featuring this main ingredient. Now, they have limited time to do their work, but they also have open access to every kitchen tool and a fully stocked pantry. So if you need cream of tartar, it's there, along with fresh vanilla beans, a lemon zester, capers, parsley, and tahini. Now the cooking shows that really grab my attention are the ones where they say, go make dinner with what you have already in your refrigerator and pantry. There, you must be creative and resourceful with what you already have. And this is, I think, where the skill comes from. Instead of relying on bottled salad dressings, you must now look to see what you have and creatively combine olive oil and vinegar and Dijon and maybe some garlic to create a dressing. 
no meat on hand? Then be innovative with your veggies. How can ice cream become icing? And how can bacon become dessert? Now, in reality, when I think about this, it makes me nervous. Could I really make a meal without being prepared? The story of Jesus feeding thousands and thousands of people with two little fish and five loaves of bread is included in all four of the Gospels. There is something about this story that's really important for us to know about Jesus. Why do you think this story is so essential? Is it because Jesus had such compassion for people who were hungry? Is it because Jesus doesn't seem the least bit freaked out that all of these people actually need something to eat? Is it because after feeding all these people, there were still baskets and baskets of food left over? I think we can confidently say yes to all of these things. There is also a really interesting detail of this story. Jesus looks at the vast amount of people needing to be fed and says to his disciples, you give them something to eat. You, go make dinner for them with what you have. And the disciples instantly say, how in the world are we going to do this? There is not enough, and we would never have enough money to go and buy what we need. Now, Jesus doesn't snap his finger and come up with a creative plan or menu for them to follow. He simply says to them, Go and see what you have. Go and see. So they take inventory of what's in the pantry. Two fish and five loaves of bread. Now they're thinking, oh boy, this is it. This is all we have, and there is no way we can possibly feed all these people with this. Jesus takes what they have, he looks up to heaven, he blesses it, and then he distributes it. There's no magic thing of Jesus' leave in this miracle. He's actually trusting that God cares enough for the world, that he wants everyone to have enough, and he will make it happen with what we have. And in this story, there is more than enough. Mark says every belly of those thousands and thousands of people were filled and there were still leftovers. Now there's a lens we can look through for everything in the world. Is what I have abundant or is it scarce? Do we trust God enough to make sure that we have more than enough? We certainly get the scarcity part, don't we? For those who grew up in the Depression or have heard stories, you know that making it and not making it was just a moment away. You stretched every dollar and lived on bare means. I remember these stories my grandparents told me. And somehow, people and families made it. 
We are wired with what if on our brains. What if something happens? Will I be prepared? I remember hearing a story of a family who filled their entire basement with bottled water in preparation for Y2K. There is a tension, and it's real, on being prepared and then trusting. The Catholic faith has a prayer practice called the examine. The core of this prayer is trust that God is in all things. So each day, preferably at the end of each day, you reflect on your day and you examine it. You notice, you go and see where God was in your day. You go and look in your pantry and see what is already on the shelves. What was abundant in your day? What came to you unexpectedly? What is already near to you that has blessed you? It's a simple prayer exercise that allows you to see God's presence in your everyday life. And by noticing and naming these things, you are brought back to the abundance that comes in all in unexpected ways. You realize what you already have or you are made aware of something that has been given to you that you never expected. And then there's the second part. Then it's trusting that God will take these things and bless them and use them not only to bless ourselves, but to nourish the world. We have been doing this intentional noticing with our Building and Grounds team, and we have invited you to be a part of it. We have been taking inventory of what we have in a building and our actual physical grounds here in Plymouth, and then asking God to bless this space and to somehow transform this to feed and nourish the world. Feeding, literally, like asking the question, how could our kitchen be updated so we could host a community meal? How could that be possible for us? But also feeding figuratively for how our space can become a place for people to come and receive what they need. The first step of this process is to go and see what we already have been given. Now we wonder, and it's real, do these Bible stories, these kind of miracles, do they still happen today? Jesus in flesh and blood may not physically be with us, but his spirit, God's Holy Spirit, has been gifted to us, is present, and given to the world to be the author and the giver of life. I really do think these miracles continue to happen. If we take the time to notice and to go and see what we already have, and that God will take that and bless it and distribute it, so everyone can be fed and whole. But here's the reality. We get distracted, we get busy, we get overcommitted, and we miss what's already in front of us, and then we forget to trust. 
that God has already promised in Jesus to already be there. And we're given these stories time and time again to say, look what God is about in this world, but we don't believe it's for us. But it is, and it's also given to us for the sake of the world. So do this today. Examine your life. What is already in your pantry? And how will you use this to feed the world? Each week, we get a chance to relive this miracle story. Jesus takes what we have, bread and wine, he blesses it, and he distributes it to feed our bellies and our spirits. He brings us back to examine the abundance of this life and to trust that God takes this always, always, and makes it more than enough. So today, take time to go and see, and then bring that to God, and then listen and give it so you can give people something to eat. I wonder if that is why at the beginning of this story that Jesus takes his disciples to a quiet place to get away because he knows that Jesus needs and his disciples need time to examine what is already given to them and then how God will take that to feed the world. Go and see. Amen.